this morning we are in Luke chapter 2 verse 41 through 51 and, and last week as we sort of stepped out of the Christmas story Jesus was presented to the temple um, as was the Jewish custom and there we met if you remember Simeon and Anna who'd been waiting for the coming Messiah and they had been waiting, as we saw last week, they'd been waiting faithfully. They had been continuing in their service and in their worship of God year after year, knowing that Jesus was going to come. And arrive, he did. A small newborn baby in his mother's arms. And today, if you've already had a quick squiz of where we're going, we are at the temple again. But this time we have fast forwarded 12 entire years. So the whole of January. You're welcome. So we've fast forwarded 12 years. We've skipped over though, and I'll make reference to them, the wise people. Wise they were. They bought three gifts for Jesus, didn't they? Not at the nativity scene, but sometime between this moment and Jesus being two years old, they, the, uh, it says that the star came over the house where they were staying. I was pretty sure he wasn't in a house prior to that, was he? Where was he born? In a stable, in a cave, just outside an inn with the cattle. Cattle, sorry, be posher than me, cattle. So Jesus has been presented with three gifts by these wise men. Gold to speak of his deity frankincense to speak of his humanity and myrrh to speak of his future sufferings. What an odd gift to give to a baby. Is there anything? That is an odd gift. They're all quite odd. <laughs> Gold, frankincense and myrrh. But now then, in Luke chapter 2 verse 41 through 51, we see Mary and Joseph and Jesus arrive in Jerusalem. Have a look, and uh, Jack's just turned 13, so only a few weeks ago he was a 12-year-old. That's the kind of level we're talking. Now, I have tried to make clear to my eldest son, and he won't forgive me, but at 12 years old, you are considered to be mature. Amen? Anybody? In fact, Jewish custom, at the age of 13, you're a bloke. Or a man in this country as opposed to a bloke if you're Australian. See, I just slipped into the accent. <laughs> no, all right, well, I feel like I'm gonna work with you. We'll get there eventually. Anyway, Jesus then is now 12 years old and they get to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. They're with friends and they're with family and they, well, they get to a point where it's time to go home. And as you do, you casually forget your 12 year old son. Listen, who thought Home Alone was original? <laughs> it is not. Macaulay Culkin, been there, done that, mate, got the T-shirt. So let's have a read of, uh, of Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 41. Um, Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to their custom. According to the custom, after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. 
Who else has accidentally on purpose forgot their child? Uh, sorry, did I say accidentally on purpose? Uh, okay, moving on. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Incredible. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. Verse 46. After three days, how many? They were after peace and quiet. No? Right, okay, sorry. I feel like that was terrible. That after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Imagine that. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. In brackets, angry. I'm just making sure you're listening. There's no brackets, all right? His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. This is earthly father as in uh, Joseph. Um, of course, his real father, as we're about to see. Why, verse 49, why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Or I had to be in my father's house, depending on which translation you've got. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we have read your word together as your church, as we look into it now as your church, Father, that you would just bless us. Father, you would open it up to us. Lord, that you'd speak through me. That we'd see something again today, something more of your beauty and your wonder. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So, they arrive in Jerusalem, mum and dad, for the Passover. They've got all their relatives with them, their friends and their family and they celebrate it with all of these people and then they make their way home and they travel on for a day and after checking with all of the others that are traveling they realize that Jesus isn't with them and they think to themselves if he's not here he must still be in Jerusalem meanwhile then in Jerusalem Jesus is in the temple verse 46 after three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. They finally locate him. And there's a, a, an air of amazement at what's going off here because he's 12 years old. He's not yet a man. Yet he's demonstrating wisdom He's able to, to listen and to understand what the, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law are talking about, but also ask them questions. The wisdom that Jesus shows in these moments shows us clearly that there is something greater at work. And they locate him and we get the first words recorded of Jesus here in these verses. He says in verse 49, why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? 
Now, what I want to do, as I often uh, do, to be fair, so it won't be new to you if you've come to Hope Church for a while, is I want to work backwards. Remember, I have an issue. <laughs> Please keep praying for me. Um, but I get to the bottom of the page and I want to work back up. That's just how the mind works, just how my mind works, not necessarily yours. Um, but if we get to these moments here in verse 49, we've got to start and ask questions as to why Jesus talks like this as a young lad and what questions he's also asking and how they might be relevant to us today in 2023. The, the words that he says sort of reference Psalm 40 and verse 6 and we'll go there. But listen, Jesus asks these two questions. He says, why were you searching for me? The first question. And the second question is, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Or the other translation, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? So Jesus asks two questions. As a young lad, and even at 12 years old, Jesus is absolutely, as we can see from the word, tuned into what his father's will is. Go with me then, if you will, to Psalm chapter 40, and starting at verse 6 and goes through just to verse 8. It says this, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am. I have come. As it, as it is written about me in the scroll, says this, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Now, if we were to really quickly just take that and understand what's going off here. As David writes, he's, he's pointing to something far greater than himself. David is saying here, look, the sacrifices that God, of course, does require, because we're in the Old Testament, God does require these things, but he's pointing forward to something that's bigger and greater. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. In fact, God required something else, because all of those things that were being done were not enough. They had to continually be done. Why? Because we, the people, continually sin. And it's a vicious cycle or circle, a circle with teeth. Because the reality is we do things wrong, we have to say sorry, we have to deal with the sin, and we come back and we do things wrong, and we say sorry, God deals with the sin, and we come back. Now, there had to be something else that needed to happen, and this psalm points to it. Then I said, here I am. I have come. Is this talking about David? No, of course it's not. But of course, as an ancestry line, it takes us all the way to Jesus. Here I am. I have come. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Church, we needed perfection. And we are not capable of such. We needed perfection. We needed a saviour. We needed God to say, you are not on your own. We needed God to say, here is my son. God in flesh. He says, here I am. He has the law on his heart. We needed the perfect. And Jesus here makes it very clear 
that he, not only does he understand the scriptures, but he quotes the scriptures at the age of 12, even to his parents, and they had no idea. The Bible's quite clear. It says they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Now think about that for a second, just that one line. They didn't understand what he was saying to them. Mary knew full well that Jesus was sent from God. She knew that. So when Jesus said to them, do you not know I've got to be about my father's, or in my father's house, or about my father's business? She had to have known. But it's pointing to something where we have to look a little bit deeper. Takes us all the way back to the psalmist to make sure then that we're able to understand this morning what God is showing to us. Didn't you know I had, I had to be in my father's house about his business? Now just go back a little bit from there. Mary and Joseph took three to four days, my calculations. They travelled a day. They had to get back to Jerusalem. That's another day. Might have been a little bit quicker. They may have run. But they get back to Jerusalem and then they take three days to locate him. So by my reckoning, we're either at three and three quarter days or we're at four days. Does that sound about right? And my maths is not great. So I'm checking. Oh, somebody says five. Look at that. Now you see, how long does it take to find Jesus? Some would say three days. Some would say four. Andy might say five. You might say ten years. You might say it's taken me my entire life. You might even say this morning, I've still not found him. You see, in these moments, they point to something far bigger than just what we're reading. We've already seen that there's depth to it. But church, might this be talking about you and me? Might this be talking about us today in 2023? Might this be referencing those that are looking, those that are searching, or perhaps those that are looking everywhere else but where they should be? How many places does the world search for something to fill the hole that's in the heart. How many places? How many things? How many substances? Something just to fill the void that's within me. And I have looked and I have searched high and low. And to be honest, much like Mary and Joseph, the more I looked, the more I was desperate. The more I found that I was in need of finding Jesus. Can you imagine the desperation in the parents? Three, four, five days. The desperation. Listen, church, we're not unlike this, are we? And we can look for years. We can knock on all sorts of doors. We can try all sorts of things to try and fill the hole. But listen, there is only one that can fill the gap in your heart. There is only one. And I am so confident and so sure, not because of me, not because, you know, oh, Matt's pretty confident. Some might say he has a little bit of arrogance about him. No, because of what the word says, that there is only one that can fill the void. 
You know the answer. I hope you do. His name's Jesus. His name is Jesus. And listen, they looked and they looked and they looked. And when they found him, when they saw him, verse 48, they were astonished. They were astonished. As parents, on looking into a situation, they see this young lad speaking with confidence, listening, answering questions. They're astonished. Listen, for us then, when we find Jesus, what do we do? Are we amazed? Are we astonished? Are we found in a place where we go, he's too much for me? Are we in a place where we go, listen, I've done far too many bad things for Jesus to come near me. Are we in a place where we think that there's no help, there's no answer to the hole in the heart? Are we in a place where we stand and we are just amazed at the fact that God would send Jesus Christ to deal with our sin and shame? You might sit here this morning and think, you know what, I've, I've done a few things wrong, but nothing bad. You might sit there this morning and say, I've done nothing wrong. I've been a good person my entire life. Being good is not going to get you to heaven. There is only one way, and again, his name is Jesus. You know, our opening media, uh, sorry, our second media this morning that was on after the notices asked us the question, church, are we putting Jesus first? And I know, because you're just like me, our knee-jerk reaction is, of course I am. No, think about it. And it's important for us to do that. A fresh year, a fresh start. Are we putting God first in our lives? I am after five o'clock. Eh? I am, but not all weekend, because, you know, I'm busy. Well, I am, but my schedule is just mind-boggling. So I've got in between 11 and 12, Monday through Friday, p.m. Because that's my only downtime. Listen, church, we're all busy, aren't we? Unless you're retired. I'm joking. We're all busy. We all have so many things in our lives. But the challenge for us is, are we putting God first? The word tells us, seek first his kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. Lord, but if I do that, that means I surrender control. And I really like to be in control. I'm talking your response to God as well as mine. God, I'd surrender it all to you, but I'm going to have to hold back these few items. Because I've got to deal with them. But when I've dealt with them, I'm there. Listen, church, seek first his kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. Seek first his kingdom. It's so easy to put things in God's place. And I say that through experience. Nobody thought they'd hear a preacher say that from the front. But that's the reality. We all make mistakes. We all fail. And we put things in place of God. And you say, Matt, what can I possibly put in God's place? Listen, let's go right to the crux of the matter. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's your job. Sometimes it's your education. 
Sometimes it's the friend circle. Sometimes it can be bricks and mortar. Sometimes it can be metal on wheels. We can put so many things in front of God. And simple examples show us that it doesn't take much. You know, COVID was a big demonstrator for us, wasn't it? How many things could we be doing on a Sunday? It's mind-boggling, isn't it? I put an entire fence up. But where's the priority? Where's the heart? The priority for us is that we have to put God first, amen? We have to put him first in everything that we do. We have to seek his guidance, seek his will. And that just means that we're saying, God, what do you want from me today? That doesn't mean, oh, God said I'm going to stay in bed. I've been waiting for that one. Anybody? No? God says have Monday off. (coughs) I have tried. It's come back void at this point. But we say, Lord, where do you want me today? Lord, open up the opportunity for conversations. Lord, open up the opportunity to share the gospel. Lord, help me to read the word. Lord, make sure that I'm not just praying before I get out of bed, but I'm praying all day. Lord, help me to make sure that I'm doing everything I can possibly to put you first in my life. It's so easy to do the opposite. Listen, his parents search and they search. They search in the wrong places, trying desperately to find the solution. But they could not find Jesus. And Jesus was where you'd expect him to be, about his father's business. He was exactly where you'd expect him to be. And in answer to the second question, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house. I had to be about my father's business. Listen, that's a challenge to us as well today, isn't it? You know, for, for us, somebody say, oh, where's such and such? Oh, they've just gone to the room to pray. They'll be back in five minutes. Or they've just gone to have a conversation with somebody who was in need of a, a shoulder. They've just texted somebody who's just let them know that something has gone wrong. And that they're spending just a few moments with them. You know, the challenge for us is to make sure that we're alert to these things, that we're doing what the Lord has asked us to do. And Jesus has shown us here that it doesn't matter how much we look, until they find Jesus, their anxiety doesn't disappear. Now, let me put this to you this morning. Because sometimes when preachers, when the word is open, people can say, listen, when you find Jesus, all your, everything goes. It's that simple. And everything's wonderful. Let me express to you this morning that these things don't get easier. Life is hard. The anxiety, the fear, the doubt is still there. But there's one huge difference. Is that I know that I'm not on my own. I know that he is with me. I know that I have somebody to bring all of my prayers and petitions to. I know that I have a saviour who loves me. And church, I express it every time I talk like that because I want you to know that it's not because of me, it's because of him. I would not be here if it was not for him. I would not be doing this if it was not for him. I would not be saved from a Christless eternity if it was not for him. Why? Because I'm not good enough. But listen, he is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter how far away from God you think you are. 
he is able to do the impossible. How do I know? <coughs> Testimony to the fact. He is able to do the impossible. To bring you and I from death to life. And our challenge today is to say, God, I want to put you first. I don't want to keep searching in all the wrong places. I want to make sure that I'm looking in the right place and my heart is focused on you. Jesus isn't hiding. He's in plain view. He is not hiding. The question is, where are you searching? There's a verse that says, ask, seek, and knock. Not wholly in context with this, but it makes it clear for us that if we ask, it will be given. If we seek, we'll find. And if we knock, church, the door will be opened. Jesus is in plain sight, but you have to ask him into your life. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to bring our praise and our worship to you this morning. Father, that you would love us enough to send your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take our place on the cross, to deal with our sin once and for all. Father, all we need to do is say sorry. All we need to do is put our faith in you and say, Lord, you our Lord of my life. And I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would move and that lives might be changed wherever this message is heard. But Father, for us as your church, I pray, Lord, that your guiding hand on us, that your Holy Spirit would work through us as we step into tomorrow. Father, that we would consciously make an effort to put you first in everything that we do, that we would seek your will. And Father, we know exactly where to find the Lord Jesus Christ. We wouldn't be hunting high and low, but we would know that you're about your Father's business. And we pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to shape us as your church as we bring our praise and our worship and adoration to you now. We ask, Lord God, that it would just be received from our mouths and our hearts, Father, to yours, that you would just bless us as we worship together, as we bring our praise and worship to you. And Father, that you would just have your hand upon us in the coming days ahead. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen.